0: Hello and welcome to the Triathlete Beat Podcast, where we aim to inspire and inform everyone about the wonderful sport of triathlon. You are now tuned in to episode number one of the Triathlete Beat Podcast. I am your host and fellow triathlete, Jeremy Rojas, a.k.a. Jeremy Tri. In today's episode, I'm going to go over some of the most common excuses that prevent people from doing a triathlon and give my thoughts on how you can eliminate those excuses and feel inspired and empowered to do a triathlon yourself. Alright, so triathlon isn't for everyone. I know many people with legitimate reasons on why they don't do triathlon, and that's totally cool. What I'm about to break down is for those of you out there who are curious, Or interested in doing a triathlon, but are uneasy or just will not get into it because of some predefined thoughts or excuses or whatever is in your mind about the sport that's blocking you from just trying. Hopefully, at the end of this segment, you'll realize that doing a triathlon really isn't that bad. So, here we go. Here are the most common excuses that I've heard of why people don't do triathlon. These are in no particular order. I can't do a triathlon because, number one, that's crazy, that's intense, that's a lot of work. Well, that's partly true. Sure, triathlon is, it's crazy, you can say. (laughs) It's intense and it is a lot of work. But not all races have you covering 140.6 miles like in the Ironman. Not even all races are of Olympic distance, which they do in the Olympics. That usually covers a mile swim about a 25-mile bike, and a 10K or a 6.2-mile run at the end. Not all races are that long either. There are, for those of you who don't know, sprint-distance triathlons. A sprint-distance triathlon usually consists of a quarter-mile swim, which for you serious swimmers out there, I know a quarter-mile is like your warm-up swim workout. Or really, for those non-serious swimmers, more recreational swimmers, it's just a few laps in the pool. And not all sprint triathlons, not all triathlons have swims that are in the oceans or in the lakes. There are a few races that have pool swims, which are definitely, definitely the best kinds of races for first-timers to do. The sprint distance triathlon consists of a 10 to 14-mile bike, which I know a lot of you who go spinning out there, that distance should be super, super easy for you. Or maybe those who go recreational biking out the trails or through the city 10 to 14 miles piece of cake right the sprint distance triathlon ends with a 5k run aka a 3.1 mile run at the end i mean everyone does 5ks these days right you got the color run the the zoo run the turkey trout 5k the edm 5k or what have you so to recap a sprint triathlon consists usually of a quarter mile swim a 10 to 14 mile bike and a 5k or 3.1 mile run at the end. That doesn't sound too crazy, right? You can do it. Come on. So there are actually relay races in triathlon too. Take that sprint race for example. If you're not a good swimmer, you can ask one of your friends to do the swim portion. You can ask one of the one of your friends to do the bike portion. And because you're a great runner, you can do the run portion. You can actually get three of your friends or two of your friends in addition to you to do a sprint relay race with you. And this is an excellent way of dipping your toes into the sport because you're doing a triathlon, you're just doing one portion or one leg of the race while your other two friends are doing another. All right, excuse number two. I'm not good at biking, I'm not good at swimming, I'm not good at running. If you're not good at swimming, biking, or running, no worries, that's what training is for. You gotta put in the work, you gotta put in the training, Stay consistent and then you will be a much better swimmer, biker or runner than you were before you started. I know many cities have group rides or group swims or group runs, uh, meetups and clubs for athletes of all levels. For those of you who like to train in groups, who train with other people to get encouraged by others around you, these are definitely uh, some opportunities that you can take to make training more fun. One variation of this excuse could be, I hate biking, I hate running, or I hate swimming. Well, if you really do hate one of those sports, I know some people who say, oh, I hate running. I hate every minute that I'm out there. When I'm out there, all I can think of is when I finish. Well, <laughs> those are pretty strong words for uh, for the sport. All I can say is, well, maybe if you sign up for a race and you actually have a goal and, and have a target, you, you can take the training or the running or the swimming or biking, whatever it is, a little more seriously. And who knows, when you do the race or the more you train, you could perhaps find a newfound love for that sport. So if you don't think you're fit enough to do a triathlon, or you're not good at swimming, biking, or running, or you hate swimming or hate one of the sports, just give it a chance. Train up for the race, train with some people, have fun, be patient, and you never know, you could end up loving the sport as much as I do. Excuse number three, I don't have enough time to train. Now, I'm neither married nor have kids, so I can't speak for those triathletes. But I do work a full-time job, train on heavy weeks five to six times a week, engage in other hobbies, and still have a great social life too. There are plenty of people out there with full-time jobs, families with kids, and extracurricular activities who still get their training in. I believe in the saying that if you're really passionate or strongly desire something, then you'll make the time for it no matter what. You can bake a training plan into your weekly schedule, but remember, stay flexible. That's just what a training plan is. It's just a plan. Don't let a training plan consume you. Consume the training plan as you best see fit. I'll put some links in the show notes to a few of my favorite sprint triathlon plans so you can get started on those too. As for freeing up more time to train, I mean, how many hours a day do you spend browsing Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, etc.? Put a pause on those stories, hit the pool, and come back. I mean, they're there for 24 hours after all, right? Hey, I'm guilty of this too, but I'm trying to get better as well. I actually deleted Facebook off my phone, uh, probably maybe for two months already. I initially did it to save space because my iPhone was running low on memory and I saw that Facebook actually was taking up almost half a gig. So I was like, all right, I'm going to delete this. But you know what? I never added Facebook back to my phone. I told myself, well, the only time that I'm going to go on Facebook is when I'm on a laptop or a computer, not on my phone. And it's worked out pretty well so far. So yeah, a little less mindless social networking, I know we're all guilty of it, can lead to more time to train for a triathlon. How about another idea? You can cut your day or night long Netflix binge one freaking episode short and use that time to step outside, go for a bike, or run. You can even purchase a bike trainer, which allows you to use your bike and bike in place, say indoors. You can actually get a bike workout in in your living room while you watch Netflix or while you cook or while you watch the kids. You just got to be creative. Excuse number four, I don't have enough money. So races aren't free, and I'm not here to tell you how to save your money. That's your business. All I can say is if this thought ever came up in my mind, i just revert back to my old college days when money was extra tight. Sacrifices, I mean like packing my lunch an extra day to prevent spending, buying a foot long from Subway, eating the one half for lunch and eating the other half for dinner, finding BOGO deals at the grocery store, holding off on that fancy insert materialistic thing here making my own tea coffee instead of buying Starbucks, having a night in with friends as opposed to going out and making it rain. Saving up may take a bit more time and thought, but it definitely pays off in the end. So let's say you sign up for a race. A race costs anywhere from 40 to $70 for a sprint distance triathlon, depending at the time at which you sign up for the race. Now, let's say you're going out. It's a Friday night and your friends say, Hey, let's go out. Let's go out and uh, hit a few bars and clubs. And you haven't seen these friends in a while, so you say, all right, sure, cool. But you know in your mind that the following morning, the following Saturday morning, you got to get your training in. You got to train in your long miles that day. So you go out because you haven't seen these friends in a while and you'd love to hang out with them. But you know, at the end of the night, you got to get some rest. So you go out and you're having a great time. Let's say it's around 9.30 or 10 p.m. And your friends say, hey, let's go to the next spot. And you got to make a crucial decision right then and there. If you go to the next spot, you're probably going to spend more money. Whereas if you go home, you get that rest, and you train for that race that you spent some money for, you actually save money that night. For example, you would have spent on the Uber to get to the next spot. You probably would have spent to get a drink and maybe some food, and then another Uber to get home. So it's really all just perspective. I really don't rationalize like that anymore. And I don't justify me paying for a race because I know when I sign up and I pay for that race, it's really an investment into my health. And I also know that when I train for that race, it's going to help me physically and mentally be a better person. And that is priceless. The fifth and final excuse is I don't have a nice bike. So, a shiny and expensive bike is not, I repeat, not a prerequisite to do a triathlon. Sure, it may help you during the bike leg, but the success in the bike leg is first gained by refining the engine, aka you, rather than getting a bike that costs more than your monthly rent. I did my first few races with a single speed no name brand, commuter bike from Amazon. You can find just about any bike during a triathlon. Mountain bikes, hybrids, single speeds, fixies, cruisers. There's literally all kinds of bikes in triathlon, So you definitely don't need a fancy expensive bike to do one. If it has two wheels put together by a frame, you can most likely use it. So those were the top five excuses that I've heard about doing a triathlon. If I was missing any, please let me know. I'd be curious to see what other ones are out there as well. If there's anything you took away from this episode, it's that there are short distance sprint triathlons out there that are much more attainable to doing. You don't have to be fit or good at swimming, biking, or running. All you need is the correct mindset and drive to work hard and be consistent in training. If you do all that, you can surprise yourself. Just like I surprised myself, when I did my first triathlon during my last semester of college in 2013. I could bike and run okay at the time, but could not swim at all. I went from huffing and puffing after 25 meters in a pool to completing multiple sprint, Olympic, and half Ironman races over the next few years. Alright friends, that's just about all I had for today. I hope you enjoyed it. It would be really, really Really awesome and touch my heart if you rated and subscribed to this podcast. I'll be working hard to bring you the content that you need. So if there's anything you want me to talk about on the podcast, please message me, tweet me, put it down in the DMs, and I'll make it happen. You can learn more about me, see the show notes, and all my social media links at my website, jeremytri.com. That's jeremytri.com. Thanks for taking a seat with the triathlete beat today. I truly appreciate it. Now let's get training.